0: Tonight on Hops and Box Office Flops, if somebody gets in your face and offers you a White Claw, I want you to be nice. Ask him to crack a beer. Be nice. If he won't have an IPA, hand him a Pilsner. But be nice. If you can't force him to drink beer, one of the others will help you out, and you'll both be nice. I want you to remember that it's just yeast barley and hops it's nothing personal and then kick him in the face
1: round kicks preferred (laughs) Dalton hops and box office flops a place where we can celebrate the underdog films the bombs the disasters the much maligned movies that have drowned in their infamy so please sit back Grab a beer and enjoy the show.
0: Hello and welcome back to our 142nd episode of Hops and Box Office Flops presented by Wobam Entertainment. That's W-O-B-A-M Entertainment. And we are continuing our Hops and Hometown Flops series with the 1989 classic Roadhouse. It is about a sometimes benevolent, sometimes violent doorman who also channels inner peace. Dalton, played by Patrick Swayze.
1: I would argue he's almost always benevolent. He just, you know. I mean, he likes violence, but he's usually nice
0: beforehand.
1: There you go. It's, yeah. Feels benevolent adjacent adjacent. Yeah. He's like Yoda if Yoda was Patrick Swayze. He's definitely no. Yo- he's Yoda in Attack of the Clones. Like, "Let me <laughs> let me
0: offer you some wisdom, but now I'm going to do like backflips off of a off
2: of jet plane." See, I see him more as of like a blue-collar Batman. You know, he's okay. dedicated yeah. his life to justice. Yeah. He's got a, a code of honor and, you know, he's there to stick up for uh, you know, those that are Unable to defend themselves. He's got Alfred Wade Garrett, mm-hmm.
1: right? That's Alfred.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? like I there's mean, no I, way
1: around that. <laughs> I would argue he is what happens if you cross Batman with Guy Fieri in diners, drive-ins, and dives because <laughs> yeah. he just goes place <laughs> to place, <laughs> to put, slightly yeah. improving it. <laughs> He's gonna bust heads in
2: Flavor Town tonight.
0: Yeah, if Dalton started every new job by like testing out the kitchen and what they had to offer it's like a (laughs) hundred (laughs) percent match what kind of what kind of cheese sticks you got though (laughs) i'm in but what kind of cheese sticks
1: you gotta let me roundhouse kick the fryer if the fryer can't take a roundhouse kick it's just not worth it
0: yeah just give me a minute i (laughs) do you do do you do uh do you do toast raviolis what's
1: what's your attitude toward donkey sauce yeah
2: come on (laughs) Oh, <laughs> with or without the sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do
0: tai chi and I'm gonna eat all the fried foods you have.
1: So. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna do tai chi greased up with donkey sauce. Yeah, mm. slather so, it on there.
0: So this qualifies as a hometown flop because I basically grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. It's set in Jasper, Missouri. Was not filmed there. That's okay. It's mostly filmed in California, but hey, uh, you know what? If you're in the borders of the show me state, it qualifies.
2: Yeah. uh, The funny thing is it, for the most part, you don't notice it's in California, but there's some scenes where you're like, yeah, that's not Missouri. (laughs) Yeah. yeah.
1: They don't, they don't have that kind of trees. There's helicopters there.
0: That's not Missouri.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So Girls with all their teeth.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Oh, no, boy. Oh, boy. Along with me on this barroom slobber knocker
1: are uh, Brad Wesley's interior decorator, Captain Cash. I want as many taxidermy panda bears as I can possibly get, even if it's one.
0: Polar bear fell on me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What a way to end a movie. Yeah.
2: Wow.
0: And I have a lot to say about the end of this movie, but we'll get there. And we've also got Wade Garrett's original mentee, Chubzilla.
2: I used to fuck guys like you in prison.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I just had to get that
2: out of the way right off the bat.
0: No, that quote's got to come out as soon as possible. It's aggressive. Uh, th- the man who calls all his mornings the double deuce couldn't be here because, well, he's taking the double deuce.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I heard you say get Wait so next young. time, Mayor McGee's.
0: Yeah. So, points of order, you can find the show on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Hops and Beal Flops. You can find Wobam Entertainment at W O B M E N T on Twitter and Instagram. Let's talk beer. We are drinking Bush because that's a St. Louis beer and there's nothing more Midwest than it. There's also nothing more American than Bush beer. And this movie is super American, hyper-masculine, macho bullshit. So Bush is the perfect choice.
1: I actually feel like uh, this was an interesting pivot away from the hyper-macho. Like this isn't like diehard because clearly Patrick Swayze is some kind of martial arts genius and does Tai Chi shirtless. So he's still masculine, but he's not the roided out Arnold Rocky look. It's that yeah. so defined the eighties. This one of another
2: way to comment that he's short of stature. Yeah. He's educated and he's obviously got a softer side. Like that's really more character development. We get out of our buff macho protagonist than, in many movies of this era. Right, They do a lot of character work uh, on Dalton in this movie, yes. which he's, we're not used to getting at all. He's
0: supposed to be essentially, this is a 70s martial arts movie where the protagonist is a man of peace who is basically forced into conflict.
1: I have heard this is basically a remake of Shane and I kind of see that too. Yeah, goes into yeah, town, yeah. solves a lot of problems.
2: Yeah, the thing I have
1: about your description there, T-Dubs,
2: is that it's not so much that he's not looking for trouble. It's that it's his job. He doesn't really seek it out for personal reasons, but it's his vocation. So I'm kind of weirded out by that angle. Again, that's why I'm like, he's Batman. He, he kind of likes you know beating guys up in the streets. Oh, he certainly likes it. I mean, yeah. he did kill a man. He tries to minimize it, but at the end of
0: the day, it's how he makes his money. And as Wade Garrett says, if a man puts a gun in your face, you have no choice
1: but to take his life. (laughs) So I just listen. Nobody tears out a throat their first time. You can't reliably do that. (laughs) Oh no, that was and not have practice it a couple (laughs) of times. Yeah, he, Minimum three.
0: He, he definitely had some like watermelons in his backyard that he was just like ripping the sides out of like if push comes to shove i'm going to rip a man's neck out <laughs> if i've got to do it i will do it
2: the way i viewed that too like at the time it felt like it was like a mysterious martial arts move that he had perfected
1: right like he knows the art of the throat rip the death yeah, touch it's, or something it's like that right? for sure <laughs> yeah it's, oh. it's like the death touch except you know i rip your throat out with my bare hands Yeah. Oh, all yeah. right cool all right
0: yeah cool, so cool, cool. so bush beer clearly a three bad movie beer right it's not oh, a great for beer sure. but it is I, uh, you yeah. know it, it is odd beer
1: it's a beer you can drink liberally. <laughs> it is technically a beer. Am I going to sit through three bad movies? Honestly, if you get me through one and I'm drinking Bush, then yeah, I'm, I'm in it for the remaining three. Yeah. It's it's that hump of the first one. I've yeah. got to get through at least four of them before I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I can settle in here. By that
0: point, you're in. You're strapped in. You're ready to go. Yeah. So Roadhouse, directed by Rowdy Harrington, who did the Couldn't 19- have chosen a
1: better name. Like, yeah. They say, they say names are destiny. That's it's, definitely true here. It's perfect.
0: He did the 1993 Gladiator, which, if you remember, is the underground fight ring movie with Big
1: Fat Brian Dennehy. I do not oh, remember that. So oh I guess no. thanks for and, reminding me. And
0: Cuba Green Jr. is in that. Um, he also did the Bruce Willis train wreck, which was filmed in my wife's hometown. Striking Distance,
1: which I recommended oh, a few pounds no, back. No. Yeah. Bruce Willis on a boat.
0: Yeah, Bruce Willis on Boat Patrol. <laughs> so it's, wow. it stars Patrick Ghost Ride the Whip Swayze as Dalton. You've got Kelly Charlie's Angels Lynch as Doc. Yes, yeah,
1: that's her name, Doc. But I can't operate on this boy because he's my son. Oh, because the Doc's a lady. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Ah,
0: yeah. oh, geez. Yeah. You've got Marshall... He used to fuck guys like Dalton, Prison, Teague as Jimmy.
1: Wait, got... wait, wait, let's let's take a brief pause. To you know how you're a villain in an '80s movie, you might be a little gay. Are you queer coded? Well, you're the bad guy. Well,
2: you know what really cracks me up about that line? I mean, aside from it just being utterly ridiculous, right? It's just where does that come from? Wow, is the fact that I'm sure we're gonna talk about this, but most of us saw this movie on cable. Right. So none of us saw this in theaters in 89. I didn't even know Roadhouse was a movie until I was in high school, you know, in the 90s. Yes, I did not watch this as a kid growing up. This is something I caught on TV as a teen, you know, uh, you know, five to eight years later. And of course, it's edited for television. And back then you didn't even have like the midnight movie. They put the swears back in stuff going on.
0: Oh no. So it, he would have basically said like, I used to
2: slap bite. guys like you in prison. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I used to hit guys like you. So the first time I watched this movie on DVD, when we were in college and he bust that line out, I almost thought on my chair, I'm like, that's insane. Yeah. It's like, like Oh, that, that was in a, that was in the movie wow. this whole time.
0: Yeah. That takes it up a notch. Wow. <laughs> I mean, he, that was impressive. He his throat out. <laughs> Yeah. In, in fairness, okay.
1: I caught this movie on VHS from my older brother's VHS collection. I'm like, nice. Wow. As a yeah, as a 13 rate. year old, cool. I was like, wow, cool. um <laughs> there. Boobs. Oh, so, yeah.
0: It also stars Sam Sioux City Sasbrilla, Elliot as Wade Garrett, Ben Gutterballs, Gazara as Brad Wesley, and Terry the Hardcore Legend Funk as Morgan. We have to welcome back those last three, two of which were in The Big Lebowski and one of which was in
2: Over the Top. And you know what? This movie, they shouldn't have fired Terry Funk so early. They should have been more Funk no. in this movie. I feel yeah, like you could have had him hang out.
0: Yeah, I do feel like they cleaned house way too fast in this movie uh, because they fire everybody of note
2: in that first scene and then kind of drag ass. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, yeah. Again, they're criminally underused Terry Funk here, but probably the biggest casualty of this movie's cast in terms of screen time is Keith David, who was like a star by this point. Yeah, like, he yeah, been he's in, supposed to have a big I mean, role.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, he he'd been, been in,
0: in. He'd been in. They Live. They Live and the Thing. And
1: yeah, good point. Like, like, he, he was a guy. He's he a very face. easily could have been
2: know? not just background guy. Yeah, agreed. But. The rumor is this movie was originally like three plus hours long, so well, they that's had to ridiculous. cut. A, they had to cut a ton of stuff. So cut why would this stuff movie
0: with, ever be three hours long?
2: Uh, there's just tons more character development for even some of the side characters. Like there was a Keith, David had a bigger role, and so did the uh, the, the 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 bar waitress. I can't think of that actress's name. Yes, yeah, the one. That's the only other female eventually. in the movie that's yeah. not not one yeah. of the flusies.
0: Like, yeah they do not do female characters in this movie any favors
2: no so apparently she had a ton of stuff that was all cut so whatever yeah anyway okay so uh truth be told Roadhouse wasn't
0: really a flop uh, made 30 million in the US on a budget of 15 it made 61 million worldwide so I guess it was technically a flop at the time this is one of the big home video hits of all time it's a massed over 200 million dollars on home video, and it should because it's a classic and it friggin' rules. But critics did hate it at the time, uh, with 45 reviews on Rotten Tomatoes, it's 40, it's Metacritic is a 36. Those are wrong, terribly wrong.
1: Yeah. I like it. I mean, I, I get not liking this movie, I guess, at the time, but like 40, like, yeah. Worst
0: case scenario, 60. This is an 80s movie, man. Like this screams of producers doing a lot of cocaine and saying, mm. what if we made a movie with Patrick Swayze where he's a bouncer?
1: Yeah. <laughs> Die hard, so, but it's a
2: bouncer. <laughs> yeah. Like- so here's the thing about this movie. I can break this down pretty easy. What, and there is a reason to call this movie a flop. I mean, it didn't like bomb completely financially. It wasn't ripped apart by the critics. But it didn't do good numbers, and And it had a a major star that was supposed to. And then he did Ghost, which obviously pulled in mega numbers, right? And was nominated for multiple awards. So you're talking about Patrick Swayze here, who'd come off of uh, Dirty Dancing, like two years before this. So I just pulled up the numbers. Dirty Dancing did 214 million off a budget of 4.5. So they were thinking this is like a hundred million dollar movie at least. And it didn't do anywhere close to that. And it should have like the critics. Yeah, I I think part of the problem, too, is the critics were expecting something a little more serious. And this movie definitely borders
1: on B movie schlock. Oh, yeah. The the thing I love about this movie is how like sleazy it is, but still manages to have Patrick Swayze somehow be above it. It, it, I I, I I don't know how to explain it. It's it's, it's not a B
2: movie. That's because it costs 30 million dollars. But the slapstick tone of some of the scenes, which I've read was on purpose, it makes it feel like a B-movie, so I think the critics are going to hate it, but uh, this, yeah, this, obviously this, caught on on home video.
0: This movie is wholly elevated by the cast, particularly yeah. Sam Elliott and Patrick Swayze, but why I love it is they both buy into it 100%. Sure. Ben Gars is great, too. And Ben Gazar is also incredible, Gizarre, like. yeah he's Great so
1: villain.
0: he's so ridiculous he's like he's a James Bond villain that lives in Jasper Missouri
1: he like yeah. owns a dealership and he's somehow like he doesn't he doesn't own a dealership but somehow he, nothing- I'm gonna control yeah, yeah I'm gonna control nothing- Jasper Missouri nothing he them does real high makes
0: sense like why is he mad we're gonna get to that when we get to the plot let's do uh one-sentence descriptions. So, Chumpsilla, how would you describe this movie in one sentence?
2: Nobody puts Dalton in a corner.
0: <laughs>
1: Boom. Okay. Uh, Captain Cash. Dirty Dancing, Bouncers, and Dives, the movie.
2: All right. I'll allow
0: it. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. I would say this movie is the epitome of the scene in Dirty Work where Chris Farley goes, G7, street fighting man. And he goes, and then, if you like P Nicoletta, comes on the station. (laughs) Because nobody in this movie appears as if they should be in a street fighting bouncer movie
2: (laughs) at all. (laughs) I don't know, man. Sam Elliott looks pretty tough.
1: It's it's wholly the, the facial hair that where it's like, he, he kind of has his mustache, but it's also kind of a beard. But <laughs> yeah, the the mustache yeah. is still there. I don't know how to describe that. His you know knee, what his knee brace is my favorite part. Like, how do <laughs> yeah. we show
0: that he's old? Because he wasn't particularly
1: old at the time. No. He was eight years older than Patrick Swayze yeah. when this was filmed, <laughs> and
2: he looks terrifically fit in this movie too. So w-
1: one of the saddest things
0: I. Research about this movie because obviously we all love Patrick Swayze so Patrick Swayze in 2009 died of uh, cancer pancreatic cancer he was yeah. 57 three years later Ben Gazzara died of pancreatic pancreatic cancer yeah he was older but it's just such a bummer because Patrick Swayze at 57 and Gazzara
2: was obviously older but
1: you know, what you're saying is, we need to have man. Sam Elliott checked for pancreatic cancer. Yeah, yeah let's, let's pour one out. Yeah. We, yeah, we should
2: definitely check Sam Elliott out, especially after Hulk. Well, I mean, uh, a lot of radiation. His
0: uh, big Lebowski co star had, had just recovered. Oh, Jeff Bridges. Yeah, Jeff Bridges. So, oh, yeah. You
2: know, cancer sucks. I think yeah. that's yeah. The and I just want to get this out of the way to bring the pot up a bit. Um, God damn, is Sam Elliott a good looking dude? <laughs> oh, and not to make it bit, weird, yeah. but yeah. he is a make handsome weird, man. But man, yeah. that is a handsome man. He as, is, yeah, oof.
0: as Brad Garrett ro- rolling up on the Harley—that is a sight. Let's just be fair. <laughs> let's. Just, yeah. And he's got, Wade, he's got Wade Garrett, the
1: salt
2: and, yeah. paper Wade, salt Wade, and pepper, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. three-day beard going, and that
0: and the let's, hair. And, let's oof. put our cards on the table here. Like it's a, it's, Sam, that's quite the package. Sam Elliott's yeah.
1: hair is better at however he will how, however old he was. Filming this movie than mine has ever been in my entire life. Never. Yeah. Couldn't. Yeah. I no, couldn't pull I'll never it look that good on my yeah. best day. So, the yeah. actual
0: IMDb, IMDB description is a tough bouncer is hired to tame a dirty bar. Which, I mean, I mean, yeah. Yep. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But that it escalates sort of, from there. Sort yes. of eschews the entire like political narrative. <laughs> that a, yeah,
1: the, it kind of like, yada, yada, yada is past the actual plot, but sure.
0: Because that's how it starts, and here is no the spoilers, spoilers, and we're going to get into it. Dalton is the world's best cooler, which is essentially a doorman in a nicer shirt that tries to keep the bar from erupting into a brawl. He kicks a lot of ass, has sweet feathered hair, and is spoken about nationwide as
1: being the best. I have several questions. One where is there a need to hire such a person and how does that person wind up in Jasper, Missouri? Yes. Uh Who is keeping a list of the very best of these, this very particular skill? Uh,
2: Hold on. I'm going to address both those questions. First, first one, he's drawn in by money. Okay. Make him an offer. Well, actually, they don't even make him an offer. He gives them his demands and they match them. So he was like, okay, I asked for five yes, grand up yeah. front, 500 a night. Blah, very blah, blah, corporate blah. America. Yep. <laughs> yep. Yep. So this, yep, no, this he, is what I mean. When the job's done, he leaves. So he's like, he's moving to Jasper permanently. It's, it's a, he's like, yep. I'm there to do the job. And when it's he's over, I He's a consultant. Yeah. Yeah. He's a consultant. So he's, he's a mercenary, you know, he's gone for hire. And secondly, uh, what, was, what was the second question? Cash? Who,
1: who keeps a list <laughs> of <Yes>. the very <laughs> who best? Who has series? this list? How, How are the they Ronodex? ranked? Hold on.
2: Of well, I have a very good answer for that one, too. So all these scuzzy bar owners, I'm sure they go to like these stupid, like industry trade shows, you know, boondoggles and stuff like that. Like,
1: you know, what you are telling me is either Wade Garrett or James Dalton has a booth at some sort of fucking no, 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 I'm saying, bar industry thing. No, and he's I, like, so hey, you hey, need a cooler. I'm, I'm in no, on the after, booth
0: idea. I feel like
1: they sell themselves.
2: <laughs> like, yeah. hire me. No, 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 the way it works is these guys go to these these trade shows and they're talking about these you know beer and liquor vendors and distributors and you know kitchen equipment guys yada yada but when they're sitting around afterwards talking about the issues they're having with staffing and their scuzzy bars are like oh man I tell you what I got this guy Dalton he took care of my problems man you got to get that guy that's that's how it happens you know
1: it's He's, networking wait, He's wait. essentially I,
2: the equalizer
1: but for th- bars <laughs> I think I can answer the both of my questions more succinctly than you can, Chumzilla. The answer to why is there a, a market for this particular thing and who is keeping a list of these particular people and ranking them, the answer is cocaine. Well, and that lots that answers a cocaine. lot of things, yeah.
0: <laughs> yep, lots and lots of uh, cocaine. And because of that, he's hired by Tilghman kevin tighe who you might recognize as john Locke's father from lost uh, to clean up his bar in jasper missouri which is the double deuce one problem the double deuce is a total mess and its staff is full of louts and thieves he cleans it up firing
1: the dipshits and establishing his aura by putting a man's face through a table also like i don't Like, I get, and he talks about it in the the film, that Dalton's purpose is to sort of be the lightning rod. Like, he's there to clean up the bar and to be the dickhead so that Tillman doesn't have to deal with that. But the way in which he introduces himself and immediately fires, like, three or four of the staff in front of everyone as disrespectfully as possible, it's like, hey... It's not uh, management 101, that's for sure. (laughs) Like, your whole shtick is... I want you to be nice. That was a pretty shitty thing to do right up front. Dalton. Yeah, Be nice. Unless I'm firing you for
0: being an ass bag.
1: (laughs) Now, I mean, to be fair, there are reasons they were fired. I get it, but it was pretty awesome to see Terry Funk put a dude through a table. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. He does (laughs) two gorilla press slams in the first scene. (laughs) Like,
2: pretty aggressive like start.
1: I, I know i know he's not helpful for the bar but it's fun to watch so it's kind of hard for me to get angry about that yeah i feel like somebody
2: should have been watching the dailies like no no, no we got to get more of that guy that, <laughs> no that's
1: shit good. dude
2: he fucking owns over the top and he owns this movie yeah and
0: also um, if you know who he is you know he can't just get beat up like that he's like the toughest dude on earth <laughs>
2: Yeah, yeah, criminally underusing this. But I do like that firing scene because you get some really good, like Dalton moments, and there's some good, like, quips back and forth with the staff. It really establishes, you know, how Dalton operates, which I appreciate. The movie gives that to you, like, well, right oh, up yeah. front. And you... one of my favorite lines, I'll get it out of the way now, is, uh, well, what he's talking about the be nice thing. Well, what if a guy calls my mom a whore? Well, is she? Is she? Is she? Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> there's a like, lot of good oh, lines snap. there. But essentially, the the line is "It's my way or the highway." Yeah, which yep. like was transcendent. Like, how many times did you hear that stupid line after that?
2: Yeah, like I don't know every, if that's where that originated, but
0: yeah. I don't know. But like every idiot coach I've ever had has said "It's my way or the highway," <laughs> and I always think like he must love Roadhouse. Maybe he's not so bad. <laughs>
1: I guess if he likes roadhouse, it can't be all terrible. Still. Yeah. <laughs> spectacular. So
0: back to the plot. All is well, except for one thing. Jasper, Missouri is controlled and owned by one Brad Wesley. No matter how much Tai Chi Dalton does in his sweats or how many drunks he spin kicks, Wesley will remain an asshole lording over Jasper with an iron fist. Now this is my big question about the movie. Like I love this movie. But if the double deuce is successful, that only benefits Brad Wesley, who sells the double deuce liquor. So, what is the beef here? Can anybody like? I, I understand he fires his nephew, but his nephew's a useless asshole and he hires him. So, what is the beef? Like, what is going on here?
2: So, it is interesting because, I mean, the initial conflict there that draws Wesley into our sphere. Is that, yeah, his nephew gets fired and he makes the point. It's my sister's only son. He's of a weak constitution. If, if no one will take care of him, like if I won't take care of him, who will? So he gets him his job back. Okay. To me, it just seems kind of like, hey, you know what I can do, uh, double deuce. So just keep, you know, junior here on the payroll. That kind of resolves it almost. But I guess what we're supposed to assume here as an audience is that that Wesley's just so greedy. He wants it all he just yeah, can't help petty.
0: it just makes it, no sense
2: i mean I, well, I get the thing when he invites dalton
0: to breakfast and dalton's like no fuck you dick face which is what he should have said
2: and he does and he's like oh i'm so
0: mad right
2: now which reminds me so much of the scene where mr potter tries to hire uh, yes george 100%, bailey a hundred percent clearly cribbing that which i love <laughs> Well, apparently this movie cribbed a lot of things. It clearly cribbed deadbeat at dawn. We got a neck, I, the neck rip, like, come on. I Okay. I'm just going to say right now, the neck rip and deadbeat at dawn was more, it uh, uh, was, was better executed than this it's, one. It is better. It's executed. a lot more
1: visceral. This was a little
2: underwhelming after seeing Deadbeat at dawn like, yes. the week before yep. and then seeing this throat rip. I'm like, Oh, Oh, so not to mention some of the fight stuff. I get it; they were going for like a slapsticky, stylized, like you know, kind of action, you know, theme or mood. But I think this movie would have been improved if Jim Van Bever had been
1: maybe a stunt coordinator. Just saying. I it, I do think that when it comes to the fights, the you can definitely tell it's an '80s movie based on the thwack sounds yeah. oh, that they yeah. use. <laughs> yeah. Lots of it's them. like yeah.
2: little cartoony.
1: Yeah, I'm like, I, like I literally I'm waiting for the Batman letters to appear. Pow, yeah, exactly. Because it is so <laughs> boom, bam, yeah. Just listen, I'm not trying to like shit on anybody doing their job, but the what do you call that? The Foley work, the yeah, it's the, yeah, adding the work. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the Foley work leaves a little something to be desired, but Dude, ew, they, they
0: did train real hard for this movie. And uh, yeah, Benny the Jet, who's barely in the movie, uh, I, I could, uh, he was in another movie we did, but. He's an incredible kickboxer. He trained Swayze and Jimmy and all these guys. And he, uh, Eurorquez or something. Um, he's only in like one scene and he's so friggin' legit. And they beat the shit out of each other, like in this movie. Yeah. To the point where uh, Swayze hurt his knee so he couldn't be in Tango and Cash. And he couldn't be in Predator 2. Which I guess he sort of dodged a couple of bullets there. As was much he, as was he going to get Danny Gave. Glover's
2: role in Predator too? Yeah,
0: he was going to be the star in really? Predator too. Yeah. Wow! And I think this movie, as much as I love Tango and Cash, I think this movie is more iconic than that. Anyway, so oh, I think yeah. it was worth it to get your ass beat to be in
1: this. Well, I mean, plus you feel bad because obviously this didn't do as well as you'd hoped. But you go dirty dancing and then immediately into roadhouse. It's yeah. kind of a like,
0: and then look, yeah.
1: here's my range. And then ghost, or yeah, all of a
0: sudden, you know, every woman's fantasy is you molding clay with them. <laughs> so okay, back to the plot. All this leads to escalating violence between Wesley's cronies at Dalton. It gets so bad that Wade Garrett, Dalton's mentor, has to ride into town. Together, they continue to kick people in the face. Wesley is not a fan of men, of his men getting kicked in the face, so he takes the mayhem up a notch. He set Red's store on fire, blows up Emmett's barn, and kills Wade Garrett. Dalton gets big mad about all this, and then goes full Dalton. He rips Jimmy's throat out, beats up Wesley's entire crew, and w- then watches as the town leader's Execute Brad Wesley in his den. Yes, Woof. this happens. It's kind of odd, uh, but I'm here for it.
2: <laughs> Again, very aggressive there. Just it's the-,
0: it's the weirdest ending imaginable. They all walk in with like elephant rifles and shotguns, and just murder Brad Wesley.
2: <laughs> it, it's like, and I can see. Only one way this gets in the script and film is that the guy that wrote it brings it to the producers and the director, and they're just ripping lines of coke. And they're like,
1: Yeah, yeah, yes, that's yes, great. That's the, shoot best the movie. Shoot him my
2: gun. We can't do it any other way. That's gotta be that. That's perfect. You know, the, the stimulus.
0: the stupidest thing. The cops show up and they're like, Did you see anything? No, they can run ballistics on this.
1: Well, I mean, can they? It's 1989 in Jasper, Missouri. So <laughs> what I feel like.
2: What's happening? Well, I'm just assuming that everybody hated him and they're just going to be like, yeah, well, nothing to see here, folks.
1: Yeah, no, Looks I mean, like that's another what it was. one of those it...
2: multiple gunshots to everywhere suicides.
1: Yep. Cut himself shaving. That's what happens.
2: <sighs> mm hmm. Must have fallen in the shower. Hey, and just for the record, Benny the Jet has done stunt work and fight coordinating on Roadhouse. Tango and Cash, uh, Street Fighter, and Con Air. I believe that covers his involvement in movies covered on the pod. Probably could have left the Street record. Fighter off that list just to protect his integrity. Hey, man, JVD. Come on. JCVD? JCVD. JCVD, yeah. That, that movie's okay. Come on. Speaking of sh- movies
1: with a lot of cocaine on set. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. John Claude's Cocaine well, Rider alone. Yeah. yeah doubled the budget of that thing it is legendary the amount of drugs he was abusing on the set of street fighter
0: (laughs) okay so big question roadhouse how many beers are required i'll kick us off it'd be zero but it's a two-hour movie so have three enjoyment beers this movie rules i love
1: roadhouse this much like the double deuce is a two drink minimum all fun, but this is a movie that is sleazy and cheesy and it it's better with a couple beers. It's still a good, fun, dumb movie, but, you know, lubricated a little. I feel like that's in the spirit of the film itself. So I would give this movie,
2: because it's almost two hours long, you know, I would give it four beers. All fun, all enjoyment beers, but that might be a little bit aggressive because I don't want to get tossed out of the double deuce by Dalton. So I'm going to back it down to three enjoyment beers just to play it safe and drink responsibly. You want to be nice. I get it.
1: Yep.
0: All right. That makes sense. Uh, Let's take a quick break. We'll hear from our brothers in beer at hot nation USA who were loading the beer trucks. When Brad Wesley's gang jumped them, we took care of that shit. The beer (laughs) was delivered on time. Hello and welcome back to the 142nd episode of Hops in Box Office Swaps presented by Wabam Entertainment. And we are talking 1989's Bar Beatdown Classic Roadhouse. And I've got some lingering questions, beginning with: We were all doormen at one time in our lives. Which of us could handle the immense
1: pressures of the double deuce the best? Let me question, are we our ages now or our age when we were bouncers once upon okay. a time? Okay,
0: well, because Swayze is theoretically like our age, I'd say our age now. He's a little wiser. And he's a little no, more no, no, no. Swayze in
1: 89 was not in 40s. No, he was I, early 30s at but best. But he's 30s,
0: yeah, so he's 30s, right? hes He's been he's around the block. not in his 20s. Block. Yeah, he's been around the block.
1: Okay, yeah.
0: Who handles it the best? I, I my pick is clearly Chumzilla.
1: <laughs> I well, was that, never of the temperament to be nice, so <laughs> that's the problem. You you were never nice enough, and I required a sign hanging over the urinal that says "Don't eat the big white mint." So yeah, probably Chumzilla. By I, I the really, way, I,
0: I really feel like Chumzilla is sort of our Wade Garrett. <laughs> Of the pod.
1: Now, now we just need Chumzilla doing Tai Chi shirtless. Yeah. Well, I'd love that. Could we get that?
2: Yeah. You know, I'd have to agree. I'll give myself two advantages. One, I'm the oldest. So I do have more experience. So I, I'll fit in that Wade Garrett role. And second, I've got the biggest frame. So I think, you know, I'm built to handle the abuses the double deuce can hand out.
1: I, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I am pleased I'm in a place in life where I don't need to be the doorman of the double deuce. I feel like That being I, said,
2: I, I never had to throw a punch. I threw many guys out of the, the bar in college, but I never threw a punch. I never actually had to fight anybody. Um, I did tackle a guy that was blackout drunk in his underwear once, but yes, that was more that. just to subdue him. I remember uh, that. It wasn't and a he, violent thing. And he peed his pants. <laughs> it was all bad. It was, it was all bad. That was a bad uh, night. That's a story for a different time. I really feel like as
0: if you are the you're definitely the only roadhouse worthy person that works at the bar. Clearly not McCheese, who's not here to defend himself, but he was quite (laughs) certainly
1: so
2: he didn't last very long either. He he was the Terry Funk of the group. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: (laughs) He was definitely the Terry
1: Funk. Uh, Number two, best fight of the movie. We'll start with Captain Cash. I mean, Look, I realize I've kind of mentioned it already, but I stand by Terry Funk throwing a guy through a table in the first five minutes of this movie. It's pretty in- great. It's incredible. Yeah. Like, and, and, you know, roundhouse kicks are neat and all, and it looks cool. And I'm not trying to, like, take anything away from Swayze or nothing, but that's different than seeing a man lifted bodily and crashed through a table. They couldn't fake. Like, you could only fake that so much. You could have, yeah. like, a breakaway table. No. And that's kind of it. Somebody got tossed through
0: a table. Like, literally got tossed through a table. My favorite fight is Jimmy versus Dalton right around the the river where he rips his throat out. The
1: final fight.
0: I feel like it's so ridiculously stupid. I can't not choose (laughs) it. Like, (laughs) it doesn't fit the movie because the movie is... Like, hey, we have this bar and there's this guy who lives in Jasper who doesn't like us. The movie, like, escalates to this point of such absurdity that that has to be my favorite fight. Like, where he tackles a guy off a friggin' dirt bike. It's like, all right, let's do kung fu by this river and I'm going to rip your throat out. And you're going to tell me you used to fuck guys like me in prison.
1: Listen. Sometimes a Kung Fu fight by the river that ends in a throat tearing out is the only way to settle a grievance.
0: That's true. Yeah. It's like pogs. (laughs) (laughs) Yes,
1: Yes, exactly. Like, you
0: gotta gotta throw a slammer and call poison or do something. uh...
2: (laughs) Okay. Chumzilla. What do you think? So my favorite fight. Um, I think it'd be easy to say the first one just because it's the only fight with Terry Funk in it. But I think the one that I enjoyed the most was probably when uh Wesley's goons come into the double deuce and Dalton gets some good knife throwing in and he throws the guy through the plate glass window. Kicks him through the window, yeah. Kicks him, yeah, not throw him, yeah. kicks him. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, roundhouse kick through the window. So that was probably like the coolest Dalton action. The final fight for me with uh what was the guy's name? Jimmy. Not a not a big fan Jimmy. of that one. Oh, I'm yeah. a huge fan of that fight, as I explained. Yeah, I mean it's it's all right, but yeah, I like the uh, the barroom brawling stuff and the prop work and the knife throwing. You know, Honestly, that like one, that's my when, favorite.
0: When Wade Garrett officially shows up, that's a, that's a big one for me. Uh, Wade that's Garrett true. fighting Jimmy, big one for me. Yeah, I just there's like seven fights in this movie, and they're all great. And uh, from what I read, Jimmy, the guy that played Jimmy, hated and Patrick Swayze did not like each other. And then they got training for that last fight and realized like, oh, we both are like super into this. And they became really good friends and they just
2: beat the shit out of each other. Interesting, because like. I know Swayze's not a fighter, but he done some stunt work before. Yeah, I'm pretty sure yeah. he's a he's but, a horse uh,
0: he's a horse rider. Is a he's an athletic guy?
2: You know, yeah. But uh, Marshall Teague though, that dude's a legit. He was a legit like kickboxer or something, yeah. right?
0: So like they they yeah they didn't talk. They didn't like each other, and then they were like, okay, we're gonna start training for this final scene. And I, I guess they realized each other's commitment to it and uh, that's how he heard his name and that's in that rehearsing for that scene which is why he's not Gabriel Cash and taking cash
2: yeah so. and they they were, I think I read somewhere that they uh, they worked on that fight scene for days I for think. days days yes true like multiple days
0: I think they they did like 21 shoots of that scene. That's crazy. Yeah, I I love practical effects, as as you guys well know, and uh, and I love good fights, and it's not like a perfect fight or any of that stuff, but for a movie like this, it's pretty damn good. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Big question. Big question now. Triangle match: Jimmy versus Dalton versus Wade Garrett. Who walks away the champion?
1: I got to give it to Wade Garrett. He's yeah, older. That's the, he's, he's more experienced. experienced. Okay, his yeah. hair is just so much better. That's mm-hmm. a good
0: pick. I I pick Wade Garrett because I feel like at any point in the match, he'll take off the knee brace for an object right there. He's got the yeah. foreign object. Club somebody over the head. He gets the, he gets the cheap pin.
2: Yeah. Done. Yeah. See, I think that he uses his experience and his age to hold off. Yeah, but the maybe, young bucks fight yeah. it out. Once they get tired, he comes in and cleans up. Maybe he hides under the ring. It's a veteran move, you know. Mm-hmm. He just, you know, he just hides
0: for a while, takes a break, takes a snooze. I would, at this point, <laughs> gladly take a nap under the ring if I could.
1: <laughs> um, Wade Garrett playing the long game.
0: Yeah, always playing the long game. Here's the biggest question, and I just read this. Jake Gyllenhaal is apparently set to star in a Roadhouse remake. Where are we on the prospects of that? Uh, really? November 2021 there's an article that he is going to star in a Roadhouse remake. Now, there's all these rumors about Ronda Rousey for years. Yep. This movie does not need to be remade. Don't do it, please. It doesn't even make sense anymore <laughs> to do this.
1: Yeah, I mean, so there are certain things that are products of their time, like certain things are somewhat timeless, and you can, you can do them whenever, and you know, well, I don't know because, like I mentioned, this is kind of a, an update of Shane, but I, like how do you, you know, how do you take? <laughs> Bouncer comes and cleans up a bar but gets embroiled in local politics and have that happen now. Yeah. Uh, like I feel yeah. like cell phones alone sort of mess that up. Zoomers don't even know what bars are. I think like, they know uh, what bars are. <laughs> in fairness, very few people have been to bars in the last two years, so we may just yeah. be forgetting what it's like to actually be able to. I do feel that. like every
0: 80 80s movie we
1: talk about on the pod.
0: The 80s were such a ridiculous time that you can't just be like, oh, we're going to take this premise and do it now. This makes sense. The cocaine factor is no longer here. There's not a whole bunch of executives just like, oh, this is going to be great. Like, oh, so he does Tai Chi shirtless. Let's do it. Well, that's just oh something for the moms. Yeah. yeah.
2: Big trouble, um, in little China. Makes sense. Totally makes sense. <laughs> well, see, I'm kind of mixed on this. I, I think that the ronda rousey version probably would have been bad because they would have stunt casted her and not put enough into the actual movie and she can't act which is first and
0: kind of the problem yeah
1: yeah
2: Yeah, i mean but i would have been fine with it
0: because I have no problem
2: with a female
0: dalton but she has to be able to act because yeah patrick swayze certainly is a vessel in this movie right like he's a handsome guy who is basically there to like look tough but he's still a
2: good actor Yeah, but his it's a pretty reserved role. It doesn't take a whole lot of range. He's just kind of the cool, quiet badass, and that's pretty much his deal. Uh, So I don't know. I mean, I I, I could see a fighter pulling it off. I think Rousey would have been fine. Because I I, I I say that for a couple of reasons. Yeah, well, that seems like a weird pick for
1: me as well. But here's the deal. But, I mean, how different is Swayze at the time, right? It's the dirty dancing guy. Oh, we'll get Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, but Jake Hall's yeah. not known for being a body, right? I, I don't I don't even know I feel who like you would cast. Maybe
0: that's the I mean, better question. Who would you cast to be Dalton? Charlie St. Cloud. What's his name? Oh, Zach Efron? Zac Efron. Okay, I could see that more than Jake Gyllenhaal. Tom Holland. No. <laughs>
1: no. Not a big guy. Yes. I expected him to be bigger. I expected yeah. him to be bigger.
2: No, but here's the thing about remaking John this Bernthal? movie. John Bernthal? John
0: Burnthall. No, don't Ber-
1: me. Burnthall's whole face looks like a fist. If anything, Burnthall winds up as Wade Garrett.
2: <laughs> okay, that's fair. Yeah, I'll yeah, take that. That, that yeah. might work. But but here's the thing: this is not a movie for me like Big Trouble that I like kind of have reverence for. So I'm like, yeah, I'm fine with the remake of
1: Roadhouse.
2: I, you know, I, I, I if have you a lot can of find an
1: angle on it, if you can yeah. find a different angle on it, and I'm willing to allow that dalton is a lady this time and and having ronda rousey do it that's enough of an angle that I. yeah don't, but okay. if you spend
2: the entire movie people being like oh i didn't think she could fight like that's gonna get old real fast
0: i'd rather like, cynthia the rothrock because she was the queen of
2: female action movies in the 80s bring her back out of retirement fuck yeah. ronda yeah i'd be fine with the remake it. i don't know jill G- and hall seems like such a weird pick like but that's maybe role. why it works. Yeah, I, I
1: don't know. Here's I know. Again, yeah. I, just, yeah. I saw Donnie
2: Roadhouse Darko. Too. You really see Donnie Darko in this role, right? Well, yeah. Again, yeah.
1: you you really see the dude from Dirty Dancing in this role. I, I mean, it yeah. it's a weird. Swayze you've done other
0: stuff. It it is fair. He wasn't, but Swayze was in The Outsiders.
2: Yeah, yeah that's true. Now he had been in much. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair.
0: But I saw Roadhouse too. And it served oh, Jimmy no. from uh doing that thing you do. So
2: okay, sure. Yeah.
0: So mm. I guess there's worse casting
2: choices. What's the angle for Roadhouse too? Wasn't good. Uh wasn't
1: good. Roadhouse again. Yeah. It's Road, just Roadhouse. Road, Roadhouse. One, do you do,
2: well, I'm, I'm assuming Patrick Swayze's not in it. So how do you do? I mean, yeah, like, no, they he, recast Dalton. He apparently or? he
0: apparently died
2: and he oh, was his no. relative oh
0: no roads house or road road houses
2: road houser. yeah road homes road homes
0: <laughs> okay we're going to take our second break we're going to hear from our good buddies over the double turn podcast and when we come back we've got the pain don't hurt trivia challenge
2: Hey, what's going on, everybody? I'm Boss Ross.
0: And I'm the J-Man, and we're the Double Turn
2: Podcast. Every Friday, we bring you the best in pro wrestling talk.
1: Whether it's previews and reviews on pay-per-view events, discussing the hottest topics in pro wrestling, or bringing you a look back to some of the best matches and moments in history.
2: We have it all for you, so check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anchor app and you
0: can also give us a follow on instagram at the double turn podcast
2: and we will catch you
0: on the flip side hello and welcome back to the 142nd episode of hops and box office flops we're talking roadhouse and we are on to the pain don't hurt trivia challenge gentlemen we have a standard five question multiple choice format quiz to chime in either stick with one of our stalwarts or say be nice or it's my way or the highway. It should go without saying if you're caught skimming the till, you will be disqualified and must suffer one roundhouse kick to the midsection from Mr. Wade Garrett. Oof. The winner I of I don't think I'm here for that. Yeah. The winner of this challenge gets the stuffed polar bear from Brad Wesley's den.
1: Awesome. That's actually, that's pretty great. It's a it's a good prize. It's a good you know prize. you know who really liked that polar bear? The fatty body. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, I mean I assume you're gonna tell us.
2: Yeah. Come on, guys. That was clearly on loan from John Peters.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. So That's... yes, I'm know totally <laughs> polar bears are the most dangerous animals in the animal yeah. kingdom. <laughs> yeah.
0: Spiders. Yeah, man. I need a giant spider. The giant spider was in Roadhouse. It's a hundred percent a better movie. Yeah. All right. Number one, Jasper, Missouri, which is on the far southwest side of Missouri, has a fairly small population. In fact, Dalton may have reduced it quite drastically after all his bar beatdowns. Oh, man. Which of these numbers is closest to its population? Is it a less than a thousand? Is it B, less than 2,000? Is it C, less than 3,000? Or D, less than 4,000?
1: I want you to be nice. Okay, Captain Cash. Less than two? Incorrect.
2: All right, I'm going to go with, uh, let's be nice. And my guess is going to be C, less than 3,000? Incorrect.
0: Uh, Technically, I guess I wrote this because it's less than a
1: thousand. So if it's less wow. than two or less, technically, than three, I'm right. Yeah. Price is right, rules. I got closest. Does that mean yeah. I win?
0: According to the 2010 census, it was
2: 931. Wow.
1: <laughs> okay. You know, so you s-
2: phrased that question correctly. You know, yeah. you basically asked which one of these is closest to the actual yeah. population. Okay. Yeah. So, so,
0: bonus so. question in 1990, which is the closest year to this movie, what was the population? Now, the closest answer gets it 800 750. 994. Captain Cash gets it. Wow, it, it was actually higher in 1990 than it was in 2010. So, yeah, huh. mm. Jasper,
1: hell of a place. Thing, things not going well in the town yeah. of Jasper. Turns out
0: Brad Wesley killed 60 people in <laughs> 2010. Well. Mm-hmm. Okay, number two. Roadhouse was actually filmed in various parts of California. And the new version of the Double Deuce was actually filmed at this Anaheim bar. Is it A Eight Seconds? Is it B Crystal Palace Saloon? Is it C Buckhorn Exchange or is it D Cowboy? Any one of those
1: potentially ah okay, fine. Uh I'm a cowboy, baby. You're oh, correct. God, that's gross. Yeah, <laughs> You're uh, correct. But at what price? I, yeah, at what I just, price? I
2: had to answer that just to make that joke.
1: Kid <laughs> <laughs> Rock. Woo. So, right. uh, if you
0: watch the movie, the original bar he's at is called Bandstand, and this cowboy bar was, I guess, later called Bandstand. And ah, I,
2: you know, I've, I've read that before. Now that you mentioned, yeah, it. I couldn't yeah. figure
0: out if they like that was like, hey, on well, purpose, this is what it was later, like, this is what it was in the movie. But it was called Cowboy at the time, I guess. So,
1: huh,
0: we're one to one. All right. Number three in 2003, there was an off Broadway production of Roadhouse, it starred this actor from another <laughs> iconic 80s film. Oh. <laughs> And he was sporting a blonde mullet wig. Is it A. Ralph Macchio? Is it B. Timac? Is it C. John Cusack, or is it D. C. Thomas Howell?
1: I want you to be nice, Captain Cash. It was the Last Dragon. It was. It was Timac. He was in in an off-Broadway production of Roadhouse. (laughs) It
2: had to be. The other ones Mm -hmm. don't
0: make any sense. I mean, you could see Machio doing this, right? Ah, oh, that's a good point. I can yeah. See, nah. see that's Thomas Allen for sure. And also Cusack. He actually trained kickboxing.
2: So, yeah. Ty I Mac. don't believe that for a second.
0: Timac was Dalton in the off
2: Broadway yeah. production. Good old Bruce Leroy. So
0: it is two to one, Captain Cash. Number four, one of the fired double deuce bartenders. Was John Doe the founder of this punk band? Is it A, hmm. Bad Brains? Is it B, Dead Kennedys? Is it C, X? Or is it D, The Stooges?
1: Mm, I want you to be nice.
0: Cap Dead cap. Kennedys.
1: Incorrect. Mm, I didn't feel like the timing was exactly right there. Be
2: nice. I'm going to go with C.
1: It is X. X. You are correct. Because he's
2: not Iggy Pop, and I'm pretty sure he wasn't in Bad Brains. So (laughs) by process of elimination, I'll take it. X is correct. So it's two to two.
0: And we've got one question and one bonus question. Oh, boy. This is my favorite question, by the way. So one of the producers of this film was parodied in True Romance by Tony Scott. His poor behavior and what we must assume was an insatiable love for cocaine became the over-the-top inspiration for Saul Rubinek's Lee Donowitz. Which producer was it? Was it A, Joel Silver? Was it B, Tim Moore? Was
2: it C, Steve Perry? Or was it D, Jerry Bruckheimer? Be nice. Chump's ill. I believe because I read an article in Maxim Magazine many, many years ago. I think it's A, Joel Silver. It is Joel Silver. I I, I wish I was thinking about this because I saw that he was a producer on this. And he's also been the producer on a ton of other 80s action movies. Oh, yeah. So Tony Scott
0: hated him so much. He created Lee Donowitz for
2: true romance to be like, fuck you. You are awful. I'm just saying, like, I read this article in Maxim about his parties, and yeah, it, it was insane. So okay. if you, yeah, if I can find that, I, I should so I'll you, post a link to it if I can find it online. But yeah, it was just hedonistic, coked out to the gills and nut, nuttiness, just bonkers. Yes. Anyway, a lot like John Peters. Uh,
0: so <laughs> see, I was so <laughs> convinced spiders.
1: Peters was gonna be an option.
0: I, I would have done it, but I thought you guys would be like, Oh, I didn't see it in the credits.
1: But would have been see- shocked.
0: You can still tie. Uh, bonus. Okay. What was the film Donowitz produced that Clarence, this is Christian Slater, said was his favorite during that drug sting oh. scene in True Romance? What was the Oof. film? Mm. I'll give you a hint. It's about Vietnam. I figured Jump Zilla would get this because he loves uh, I'm going to go romance. with the
2: Be Nice Platoon.
0: That was no.
1: going to be my guess. It's a
0: fake <laughs> movie. It's it's coming home in a body bag. Uh,
2: uh yeah. No, I haven't. I, I need to sure. watch uh, uh, yeah. True Romance. It's been a while. I do own I, it though I'm blue. I
0: just rewatched it, and uh,
2: I still love it, it,
0: but it doesn't
2: hold up as well as. It, uh, I don't know that fight with James Gandolfini and Patricia Arquette. Man, that is. Oh, that's particularly brutal. Yeah. Is, All right. Yeah, so that's nuts. We're on to
0: recommendations. <sighs> We'll start with Captain Cash. What do you have for this week? Oh, by the way, Chefzilla, huge polar bear coming your way. (laughs)
1: Hell yeah. Suck it, John Peters. Yeah. So enjoy that polar bear. Polar bear fell on me. (laughs) (laughs) The Finn Cinema. Yeah.
0: (laughs) End of Uh, the movie.
1: I recommended Peacemaker last week, and I've since watched three episodes and it's still a lot of fun I'm enjoying it Uh, but if I got to recommend something new I have caught a couple episodes on HBO Max of Station Eleven which is horribly I don't want to say prescient but horribly of our time it's a series that covers a pandemic that wipes out most of human life on earth and it's shot during the pandemic, and then twenty years later, and you kind of bounce between the two timelines, and seeing it stars things. Yeah. Pod favorite Mackenzie Davis, and she's there. Um, David mm. Cross is there. It's
0: oh, another pod favorite. Yeah, he sells black market cabbage patch kits.
1: <laughs> in blackface. Yikes! Uh, but yeah, so it's a uh, it's good. It's tense. It's creepy. And I think there's only one season and there are about 12. It just episodes. started. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I've been meaning to watch it. And I, I haven't it's been good, unfortunately, but I love her because of Terminator and Halt and catch fire. If you haven't yeah, watched yeah. that? she rules. Uh, it's,
1: it's good. But at the same time, it's one of those things where I feel like I got to give like a, Hey, if the pandemic's got you down, don't watch this. Yeah. If you're sad,
0: don't, don't do this. <laughs> yeah,
1: definitely. Don't do that to yourself. Yeah.
2: Okay, fun fact uh, Halt and Catch Fire was filmed at the uh, office building across from my old office. And we used to see, because the building was like empty, and we used to see uh, like period correct cars and stuff parked out back when they'd shoot exteriors and then have like craft services, all that stuff out there, and big wardrobe trailers. It was pretty cool. But yeah, they shot some of the interiors and exteriors of their office building at the building across from mine. There you Hmm. go. Uh, Mm So now give us your recommendation. Well, this is an easy one for me this week. I stumbled across this on YouTube. Um, Yeah, no. Uh, If you're familiar, if you're a music guy, person, lady, human, uh, and you're familiar with, uh, like, Rick Beato and his, like, YouTube channel, like, what makes this song great? He does, like, some lists of, like, great intros of all time, acoustic, electric, blah, 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 solos. You know, it's just, like, kind of vaguely academic music stuff. Well, there's this guy, Pat Finnerty who started his own like channel or show or whatever called what makes this song stink. And he's only got like four or five episodes out so far. And they're really funny because he's a music guy. Uh, He gets into some of the music theory stuff, but it's not beating you over the top with it. It doesn't feel like you're studying for a test or anything. And the guy's hilarious. And there's some pretty decent like production value and gags and stuff. Um, I highly recommend you check out two of the episodes in particular uh, what Makes This Song Stink for Kid Rocks All Summer Long? Because I hate that song. Because it's and a mix-up
1: of Werewolves of London and Sweet Home Alabama? Yeah. it's I hate that song, too, but that's it, fine. And,
2: and just quick spoiler, the thing that blew my mind, the little drum intro to the song is the same one from It Smells Like Teen Spirit. They literally ripped off Dave Grohl's intro to Smells Like Teen Spirit for that song. Oh, when I heard that, it just made my skin crawl. It is then, no ba with the bar. That's all I'm trying to say, which is fair. Uh, but he did an episode about Weezer uh, in Beverly Hills, but it kind of goes deeper into the whole Weezer like conundrum. Mm-hmm. Like, was Weezer really that good in the '90s, or were we just younger? <laughs> like, because I think that's the kind of a debate for modern uh, modern Gen X folks or contemporary Gen X. The conversation is like, man, Weezer used to be good, right?
1: maybe listen they they directly reference kitty pride and nightcrawler in one of their songs and i felt seen in 1992 so i'd rather not take that close a look at that thank you
2: yep yep no but it's a really good video and it doesn't really answer the question which i think is pretty awesome so yeah check it out pat bennerty's what makes this song stink on youtube okay well
0: my recommendation is uh the tender bar which is a uh, Amazon Prime movie. It stars Ben Affleck, Ty Sheridan, Christopher Lloyd, who I love, among others. And it revolves around a kid whose dad walked out on him. And so his family basically is there to bring him up in life. And I, I really enjoyed it. I know it got m- middling reviews, but I, I liked it a lot. I thought it was really good. I thought it was well-acted, particularly from Affleck. So The Tender Bar on
2: Amazon Prime. So uh, what you're telling us, Thunderous Wizard, is that it is a roadhouse prequel?
0: Yeah, well, I, I chose a bar-related movie. There's a lot less violence. There's a little bit of violence, but a lot less of violence <laughs> in The Tender Bar. But Affleck rules, man. and uh, Yeah.
2: Affleck's Fair enough. Dude. Fair enough.
0: So yeah. Remember, you can find the show on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Hops and Bo Flops. Uh, You can find myself on Twitter at writertlk. You can find Captain Cash on most social media at C-A-P-T-C-A-S-H. You can find Chumpzilla when he's not getting his ass beat by Wade Garrett at Chumpzilla 8 on Twitter. And uh, you can find Mayor McCheese when he's not buried under a stuffed polar bear at McCheese on Twitter. Hey, Uh, Hey, that's
2: my polar bear now.
0: Yeah. If you enjoy the show, it you do own that polar bear, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts and be sure to like, share, and subscribe and connect with us on social media to share ideas for future episodes. In the end, listeners, take the biggest guy in the world, shatter his knee, and he'll drop like a stone. The sagest of advice from one Dalton. We will see you next week for the third entry In hops and hometown flops, the infamous striking
1: distance. Uh, What did I agree to? (laughs) Oh, man.